his first at-bat against the Braves Monday night. Freddie Freeman, now a Dodger, does the unthinkable. He hits a home run. Slices one deep left center field. Freddie Freeman hits his first home run as a Dodger in his first at-bat against the Braves. That is storybook right there. We'll pause this episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act, so that I can brag about myself, something I don't often do. I'm in the top four percentile this week for something 96% better than you. It's going to shock you. As a parent, do you ever give up? Connor Jack Oswald, teenager who ran away nearly three years ago from California, found this past weekend in Park City, Utah. My sweetheart's life. Where has Connor Jack Oswald been? We have some theories we'll share coming up. And parents are racing to complete the end of the school year checklist. Donna has some suggestions to make it a little easier on you. And I promise this episode, she does not rap. Let's get underway now. This is Cadillac Jack, my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about with your family and friends. We have conversations like you are right now about current events and pop culture, country music and music and concerts, plus daring and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and sometimes even personal growth. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. I was a skateboarder growing up. Okay. Well, you said I'm not supposed to like give any additional comments. Oh, I didn't know. I had no idea. I didn't know that. You don't, you don't have a copy of the run of show, do you? No, you've never said it. Sorry to about me. that. All right, go ahead. Well, can you send it to me? I can't. But I know what I want to say. I mean, I was a skateboarder growing up. I had a skateboard and I skateboarded. Uh, what 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 time frame? I was a junior in high school and there was a skate park. Believe it or not, there was this huge skate park that was by the Dairy Queen on South Cobb Parkway in Smyrna, Georgia. Whichever you're not listening, I mean, if you're listening from outside the Atlanta area, that's a small suburb that I grew up in near Atlanta. Well, 45 minutes from Atlanta. But we had this, we were like ahead of our time. And so I think about it, and I could have been like the next Tony Hawk. Or Tonetta, Tonetta Hawk. Why'd you quit? Well, I wasn't very good, and my bell bottoms would get stuck in it. And I just, I don't know. I fell a couple of times, and... Had enough. I had enough. But I just want to be out there with the boys, just skateboarding. I was going to say, I knew that. I was yeah, just skateboard. And my skateboard was banana yellow, and I called it Big Nana. Which, ironically enough, is what the kids call your mother. Not Big Nana. Nana. Oh, no, not Big yes, Nana. Lord, Nana, yes. Yeah. Not Big Nana. Yeah. Did you send me this situation? I did. I did. The run of show is in your inbox. Okay. So right. I don't think I was supposed to go into that kind of detail. You're not, but you know what? We'll take it. We'll take it. We, as we continue to learn, you know, I said three, four episodes ago, your Plinko statement, and that means... Something I picked up in radio years ago, and I've taken it with me everywhere that I go. A Plinko statement is one sentence of what you're getting ready to do, one sentence about a person you're getting ready to visit with. For instance, you finding it? Mm-mm. But that's okay. For years, when I was at the former Kicks 101.5, at 7.20 every morning, we played a game called Can't Beat Caddy. You never heard me say, Can't Beat Caddy, without giving the Plinko statement immediately after it. And the Plinko statement was, Can't Be Caddy is a 20-second pop culture trivia showdown. 
In other words, I'm telling you right now what's getting ready to happen. Because what if, Donna, somebody tuned in who never listened to the morning show before? It was like, what the hell's can't be catty? Who's catty? I have quite right. I have questions. My Plinko statement was always a sarcastic Southern storyteller. Oh, I like that. Now you're just a filthy 48-year-old man. That's right, yes. Have you got it That's your Plinko. Have you got it No, I haven't. But that doesn't matter because I can just wing it. But, yeah, that's your your Plinko now. Just a a dirty old mule. You're a dom. Damn right. So I said we're going to expand your Plinko because for 246 episodes it's been, hi, I'm Don, I'm Caddy's wife. And I said you're so much more than that. Yeah, I think so, too. So, um, yes, I could have been. Not only could I have been your wife, I could have been a professional skateboarder, maybe with endorsements. The other thing that I want to talk about is this end-of-year situation. End of of what? In school year? Oh, my gosh. If you are a parent and you are listening, and I don't care if your child is in pre-K or Or, or 12th grade, you said. Or 12th grade. It is just exhausting. I mean, parents equate the end of the year, end of the school year with, like, Christmas, because there's just so much to do, so much to do. And you're just, you're trying to get these kids over the finish line and you're trying to keep them engaged and you're trying to explain to them that when they don't turn in their homework or they bomb a quiz or test that they didn't study for, there's not much left. And then there are those wonderful teachers who hold all the grades and then dump them all into the portal and you think little Jimmy is just doing fan-freaking-tastic. Until three weeks out. And then you get all these grades and you're like, what is going on? And they're like, have you not gotten the email? Has he not told you? No, he hadn't told me. He's not going to come forward and say, I'm really screwing up. So there's that situation. And then as a parent of a senior, I kind of forgot this because it's sort of like childbirth. You do it one time and you're like, oh, and now I'm back again. And you got it. I just staked the sign into the yard today, the graduation sign. I have confirmed the graduation sign for the neighborhood. I have sent test scores to the university. I have confirmed the, because seniors, you know, finish school before everybody else. I am going to a parent meeting this week about graduation. There's a baccalaureate. There is, did you get your cap and gown? Have you ordered your photos? And then there's always that moment when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, did I order a damn yearbook? And if you didn't, you're going to be lined up with the rest of the parents for the walk of shame to try to finagle to get your child a yearbook. Is there a walk of shame, though? Yeah, but I don't even think these kids care about this yearbook anymore. It's not like when we were growing up. I said to Olivia, I said, do we get you a class ring? No, Mom, no one wears those. What about a letter jacket? I didn't have any of that. We couldn't afford it. For band. But I've heard with the letter jackets, they do kind of want them, but they just don't. They wear them a little bit, but then they hang in their closet, and that's it. We we don't have money for that. Until you move to a different house. Yeah, no. But now, you know, when you're a senior, then you've moved on. So not only are you doing the end of your senior things, you're now bridging the gap to college. So it's like housing contracts, orientation, meal plans, FAFSAs. Makes, makes my head spin. If you haven't filled out a FAFSA. Well, I don't know what it is at. It's basically giving the federal government the right to know everything you do spend. Well, they already do, though. It's a little bit more detailed because they've got you. Because what they want to do is in order for you to get your financial aid, you got to tell them everything they want. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. I have one person who will remain nameless who told me, I'm not filling that form out because they own their own business. And they're like, they're going to Do they need financial aid? Well, but he's like, they're going to give me $1,400 and then they've got everything on me they need. 
He's very distrustful of the federal government, though. I don't blame him for that either, but. I didn't say that, if anybody's listening. I love the federal government. You no one, said no one ever. I do. I love the federal government. I do. Okay. Thank All you, right. federal okay. government. All right. So, on spring break in Florida, you stumbled upon, did you get the run of show yet? No. Okay. Just, I'm, I'm here fun. for it. Yeah. You ran across a trend. I do have it. Okay, thank you. Of bachelorette parties and this new trend where they 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 with shoe polish or with glitter stickers or something post their Venmo handle their Venmo username on their back window on the back window yeah and they encourage you to give them money yeah to send money basically it was like hey it's Gina's bachelorette party I mean and I'm paraphrasing but they would like you know do some cute thing is what Gina's last call you know how they call it? they all have names now. Which that's a whole other conversation for another day. If you are in that age group, or you have what's that age group? I would say the thirties, and you have or twenty to twenties to thirties, and you have kids who are maybe in that age group. The amount of money that people have to spend now, if you are invited or lucky enough to be asked to be in a wedding, you can't just ask anymore. Like, hey, Jim, you gonna stand up there with me at the altar? No, you have to have this like woman pop out of a cake and be like, would you like to stand up for Jim? Where, where's this woman? I've never heard of this. I'm just telling you. And then, then you've got to go to, if you're a girl, you've either got to go to Nashville or Vegas, Cancun. And sometimes they go together and then like it's a whole, but I mean, and the outfits you have to have, I mean, you have to have outfits for the, you know, the brunch, the showers, the, the going away event. And then, you know, these, everybody gets married now and these like, destination wedding so then you've got and i mean imagine if you're in like three four of these things i mean you're talking about two three thousand dollars per event and these kids aren't making this kind of money or maybe they are i don't know it's just absolutely crazy so i think these people have instead of say you know like they what they've done is and i saw like two or three of them is that so they put their venmo handle on the back of their car and they're like you know it's whatever gina's last burn and please help us out and so I ran into this group of girls, this gaggle of girls at the hub while I was down there because I don't know where my kids were and I was by myself just sitting there drinking a beer in the middle of the day, like pitiful. And these, and I started talking to them. I struck up a conversation. And I'm like, is that, because there weren't that many of us there. It was like one o'clock in the afternoon. There's only like three cars in the parking lot. And mine didn't have shoe polish on the back of it. And I'm like, is that your car? Because they all had like the little veils and stuff on, you know, like. And, I'm, and they were like, yes. And I'm like, what's the deal with the Venmo? And they're like, oh, my God, you wouldn't believe this. They're like, we're from Albany. Now, that's not all. Right, true. Yeah. Albany is in New York. Okay, Albany is in Georgia. Get that straight. So they were from Albany. And they were like, we have gotten, you ready for this? $611. Just on the trip. Just on the just way there. On, on the, the on way the from Albany to 30A, to Florida. And I said, for what? And she's like, well, I mean, you know, just having a good time. We're struggling college students, and, you know, we just want to have a good time. And I said, well, who's donating? And you know what she said? The majority of the donators were? I have no idea. Middle-aged women. Now, how she knew that, I don't know. I guess from their Venmo handles. Who, I guess, who, wh- I guess a bunch why? of Karens would like the sideswipe. Who wish they were part of it? Or, or want, to, want to reckon back to those days when they were? Probably. And are like, girl, we got you. You're like, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. So, I mean, if you can't go and you're not able to do this stuff, you're like, I'm going to support Gina on have, her have last round, burn. Have, have a round in my name. Seriously. Like now, can I, as a 48-year-old uh, middle-aged white man, I don't have Venmo, but let's say I create a Venmo account. 
could I put like um, Daddy Needs Pine Straw? On your Yeah, car. like on the back of my, my Oh, I think you Ford. totally could. And I bet you would get so much money. Just as like kind of a. Because I have no shame anymore. No. Well, there's two things. There's Venmo and then there's like a GoFundMe. But what's happened is I think it would be better to do the Venmo because people would take it almost as like what it is. You know what I mean? Well, they, what it is is a, a necessary plea. Yeah, but people would be like, you know what? I'm all for this, Mandy. Put it out there. The GoFundMe gets a little tricky because a lot of times the GoFundMe's are for like kidneys or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Like medical, medical things. Yes. And so you don't want to get into that group because then. Throw down some pine straw and you're next to somebody who's looking for a heart. Yeah. It looks very, very tone deaf. You know what I mean? But over on the Venmo side, I mean, listen, people like. Do you have Venmo? I do. You do. We, uh, open it here. We're going to go to the next segment, but open it up because I, I want to, I just want to see some random, what people are looking for. Well, they're not looking for anything. You mean what people paid people for? Yeah, just random things. Okay, let's see. Like, is there a note? So there's a note section. Oh, yeah. And people are very cryptic. Of course they are. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to put. Like, somebody paid somebody for gas. Yeah, that's pretty basic. This is my favorite. Uh, this person, Sarah, charged Margit return of money for Sal's flowers and gifts that did not happen. Thank you. Well, she seems pissy. That means... That she had sent that person money, and they were supposed to get gifts and flowers, and it never came through. And she wants her damn money back. You know when somebody's like, I'm going to get Sarah in the office flowers. Everybody chip in $10. And then you keep waiting and waiting, so you chip in your $10, and Sarah's never coming around and being like, oh, my God, y'all were so nice. Thank you for giving me the flowers. And you're like, Helen, what'd you do with the $140? We all Venmo'd you. Helen went out and got her some, some drinks. Dylan paid Rachel for food. Terry paid Nolan. Happy Easter. Now, I paid Olivia $20 for cat litter. Okay. Uh, let's see. And there's some outside the front door right now? This We, was, we go through a lot, don't yeah. we? Uh, Patricia, this is a good one, paid Beth for adult diapers. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's see. Later, later this episode, speaking of like. I paid Will Choate $100 for self-care. Okay. He deserves it. Um, Wait, that's enough. Thank you. No, I don't think so. Let's keep looking. Let's just get a really good one. Oh, here we go. Connor paid uh, somebody for Twix and a cheeseburger. I don't think that's what that was. How much? What's the dollar amount? Doesn't say. Okay. All right. Later in this episode, speaking of office parties and things like that, we're going to have a conversation about the man who won nearly a half million dollars for suing the the company where they, they surprised him with a birthday party. He didn't want the birthday party. He said, he, he said I'd have, I'll have a panic attack. Don't do it. Oh, my and Lord. And they did it. And he sued. And this week was awarded $450,000 by jury. Do you know how much I could have from having people put sombreros on me at random Mexican restaurants through the years? And I'm like, I don't want this. I do not want this. Have you ever had a friend? I used to have a friend in college that did this, who every time you went somewhere, they pretended it was someone's birthday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're like, this is getting old. Well, because you get free stuff. Like what? I mean, a piece of chocolate cake. Yeah, get a piece of chocolate cake. Is it worth it? Mama, my, my mother used to make us do that. Stop it. We go to right Shoney's. Now. Shoney's would used to give you a free piece of uh, of, of chocolate ice cream. Strawberry. Cake. No, it was strawberry. Well, no. In Hickory, North Carolina, it was chocolate. Trust me, a little hot nose. And so what did you have to do? You had to tell me it's your birthday. To stop it. And I'd go every time. Every time we went to Shoney's. Didn't matter what. About every, every, about every three, four months. It was my birthday. Or it was my sister's birthday. But what happened on your real birthday? You asked for chocolate cake. But then it's not special. Well, it's not. But you got chocolate cake six other times during the year. So it really didn't matter. But I'm hearkening back. You also had to, we've talked about this before. You also had to write letters to Pizza Hut. Well, and to and Western Sizzling. Western Sizzling in, in particular, yeah. About the potato bar? Yep. And they would send free, uh, free, free, uh, free coupons, free coupons. What was your complaint about the potato bar? Depended on, on I just had a whole 
like list of things that I write. And about. you're such a good writer. She right. was using your writing skills. Of course, yeah. Did you have to change clothes tags? I did. At I the did. World of Clothing? I did, in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Oh, boy. And you wonder why I'm so... Okay. Sorry, Hans. We're already on the short list at the Appen Podcast Network. Why? Well, after you and your rap last episode. I know. I, yeah, okay. Let's just talk about that later. Another day. I want, I want to brag on myself. Oh. I get an update every week from Grammarly, which is a program that I use on my computer because I'm, I'm horrible at, um, you know this from listening to the podcast, but grammar. So it's a, it's a, you can pay to have Grammarly premium. And what it does is spell checks, punctuation checks, passive active voice checks, everything that you type, whether it's a post on Facebook, whether it's a thesis, whether it's a, uh, an email, it checks everything that you send. Do you want that level Absolutely of Big Brother? Absolutely, I do. In your life? Absolutely, I do. But Big Brother's already there. So what does it matter about Grammarly? I get an update every week from them about my productivity. Last week, I was more productive than 96% of Grammarly users. I typed 59,112 words. That's a lot. Well, I'm writing a lot. I use more unique words than 98% of Grammarly users. I had 5,100 unique words last week, according to Grammarly. So, yeah, wow, that's impressive. I know. I thought so, too. Well, I have some questions. Okay. Do you think that, how much are you paying for the service a month? I have no idea. Do you think that everybody's getting that, just so that you can feel good about yourself, like a participation trophy? Uh, it's not that at all. And you'll keep, like, it's not that ponying up the thirty nine ninety nine for not, them to self-correct you? It's not that much. But, no, I do it because I write for a living. I write columns. I'm a ghostwriter. But you're not a ghostwriter if you say you're a ghostwriter. I don't tell you who I ghostwrite for. Okay. I'm a ghostwriter. Right. And so I type two, three, four columns a week. And yes, I, I, I'll, I'll pay whatever. I would pay $100 a month for Grammarly Premium. Because it goes, I'm, a hor- I'm horrible at grammar. I'm horrible at, at pronunciation. And- now, I will say, I, I have not noticed as much, like, since you have, and honestly, since you've started using it, that there are as many grammar mistakes. Right, Well, because I paid thirty nine ninety nine a month for them to be caught. But it's not your fault. I mean, we all have them. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, everybody has grammar mistakes. I don't anymore. Not, yeah, no. Not when, you, when, you, when you write professionally, you, you have to, you, everything has to be good. Everything has to be on the well, up and up. of course. Up, you know? And you don't have someone redlining or editing you. The thing that I have the biggest challenge with is active and passive voice. I don't even know what that is. I don't either. But I always get flagged. Well, because you switch back and forth. If you say, I am, and then I was, like, you have to stay, you're either in current time, past or future. Yeah, or so what, they flag you know it. I mean? They're like, you, you know, that's, that's written in the passive voice. I'm like, I don't give a shit. You know, just correct oh, it. You hit a button that says correct, and then it corrects it for you. Does it explain? Like, does it teach it you? It could if you, if you hit learn more, which I don't do. Yeah. I don't care. Just fix it. That's what I pay for. Mm, that, is, um, that is a metaphor for life right there. Okay. Let me just put that out there. Just say that again. What did I say? <clears throat> don't, I don't, what did I say? I don't, what? I, I said, is, do you, you know, do they teach you? You said, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. That's what I pay for. Fix it. Yeah. Or something like that. That's exactly what you said. Okay. All right. His name is Connor Jack Oswalt. When he was 16 years old, he ran away from home. Not the first time it had happened. Uh, his mother took his phone like six months before he ran away the, for, the, for the final time. So he thought. And he ran away because his mom took his phone away. But That's he why he ran away. Well, it's the time before the big time that we're getting ready to talk about. My point here is there's a pattern. There's a history. He's an autistic teenager 
who vanished without a trace three years ago from his home in California. This past weekend, it was found in Park City, Utah. Just snowboarding? Hardly. Listen to this report from Fox 13 in Salt Lake. We've had a lot of false hope That's over the, the last two and a half years. Connor Jack's whereabouts for virtually the last two years are unknown. However, just a few weeks ago, people started reporting to the Summit County Sheriff's Office Dispatch Center, a man in this area pushing around a shopping cart. And then this weekend, a concerned citizen reporting to the dispatch center, a man sleeping in front of this store at Jeremy Ranch. You look like you're shivering. This morning, he's very cold. He's shivering. He's, he's obviously had a, a rough night. You want to come sit in his car and warm up for a minute? The man eventually gets into the vehicle to warm up, but won't tell them his name. He allowed deputies to scan his finger, and with technology, it showed he had a warrant out of Nevada. The name, Connor Jack Oswald with the D. The deputies, again, feeling that there's more to this story. There's something more. Uh, this individual is being, again, resistant, reluctant to, to communicate. Dispatchers took it upon themselves to comb through the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children database. Uh, after about 16 pages of scouring through names and photographs and trying to find something that might match up, came up with the name Connor Jack Oswalt. Deputies then called his family, who had moved from California to Idaho. Honestly, I'm still dumbstruck by the whole situation. Gerald Flint, Connor Jack's stepfather, immediately drove from Idaho Falls to Park City. Is it him? A little bit older, but yeah. And what stood out to me was the ears. After fearing the worst, day after day for nearly two and a half years. Neither deputies nor family members know where Connor Jack's journey has taken him. We're just grateful that he is safe, he's alive, and we have our son back. Or do you? I have so many questions. Do you have your son back? I isolated the mother, three seconds here, from one particular moment during that package, all right? Oh, sweetheart's life. After two and a half years, do you give up? After two and a half years, do you think you'll never see your child again? This is not the first time a case like this has happened. Uh, you know, Elizabeth Smart could be an example. Some, somebody drew a comparison to Elizabeth Smart. Um, she was held against her will, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. she, I think? Yes. Uh, we don't think that Connor Jack Oswalt was. He but was we, found outside of a convenience store. But we don't know. Uh, uh, over the weekend in Park City. He was pushing his cart, you know, this, this grocery cart. And so people that lived there started to flag it. Calling police, calling 911. And then over the weekend, somebody said, hey, there's somebody sleeping in front of the convenience store, the, the, you know, the Jack B. Kangaroo. I think a lot of the credit should go to... And law enforcement officers and police officers take a lot of shit from people. They weren't going to give up. They knew, these officers knew, the 911 dispatchers, they knew something wasn't right. And so they continued to dig and they continued to dig. I think the interesting thing is they said a man was sleeping. A man was pushing, you know. Well, he's 20. Yeah, no, I know. But 21. I mean, you they probably still think of him as their 17-year-old boy. Imagine like grandparents who may have passed away who thought that that, that was the end and that they were never going to see their grandchild again. The period two from 16 to, or 17 to 21. Imagine everything that happens. Imagine everything that you have seen happen with your kids in that time period. Everything that happens, you missed. It's going to, they're going to have to be so patient, you know, for him to tell them if he chooses to, 
where he's been, what's happened, what's but, gone but, on. But I'd be like, where have you been? Where have you been he, living? He had, he had, Connor Jack had an opportunity when the officers first approached him to say, here's my mother's phone number. Here's my father's phone number. I have been missing for two and a half years. You know, he, he, he didn't even tell them their identity, which makes me think he didn't want to be found. Or why would he not have offered that up immediately? If he's been pushing a, a grocery cart around Park City, Utah, for, let's say, three days, at some point he had an opportunity to go to a phone or to go to stop a policeman or to go into the convenience store where he was found sleeping outside of it and, and say, I need help. He didn't want to be found. Well, but he was over the age of 17, but I guess he had a warrant out, so they took him in, right? Even if he said, I don't want to go with you, they could have said, you have to because there's a warrant out for your arrest. Yeah. And that, it's my understanding the warrant wasn't processed. They let that go. Um, but you're right. I think that they could have used that as a way to get him to the police station or, you know, to, to all that kind of stuff and have him checked out and, and to, to, to call the parents who, imagine that, Donna. Three years, nearly three years after your child has disappeared, you're at work. It's a Tuesday. The phone rings at your desk. You think it's somebody in receiving, somebody in accounts payable. You pick it up. Hello. You, you have no idea what's getting ready to hit you. And that is that after two and a half, three years, your child, now your young man, has been found. What happens to you? I mean, I think you're shocked. But I will say that, like, if that happened to my child, which I can't imagine, our kids, if it all came together that way, I would never have given up hope. I don't think I would ever. Especially if there's no closure. I think it's a very complicated story. I think we're going to learn a lot more about it. But somehow he got from California to Park City, Utah, which is a pretty ritzy area, correct? Yes. Pretty rich area? Connor Jack Oswald. Listen, if you ran out of seats on Sunday at Easter, didn't have enough room for everybody, we can take care of that. Dining room tables, whether it is a fancy one or whether it's more casual. Uh, room or furniture for every room in your house. And, you know, the hot thing right now, Donna, is the rustic farmhouse style. We've talked about this before. Yes. And I think that some people think that um, that aesthetic, uh, you know, doesn't work in, in, in like an, a regular home. That's it's like not country. On, yeah, not, it's not like, country. It's not like roosters and quilts no, and things. No, 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 no. That, that's not rustic farmhouse style. No. Donna has um, so many pieces that, that, that fall under that look at gallery furniture. And whether it's a, a, a neutral color palette or clean line or, uh, you know, you can find some industrial pieces to bring elegance to the, uh, the decor. And you can make it look just like the kind of, of rooms and whether it's a, a bedroom or you want, the, you want that look and that feel in your kitchen or in your dining room. A lot of these pieces are designed to look distressed, and they, they lack the texture and authentic feel of, of rustic decor. Donna has stuff at Gallery Furniture that does actually look distressed because it is. Saturday, May 21st, Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville, is where you're going to find us, and we're excited. Uh, this is uh, something that we did for the first time last year, and we all decided early this year, you know what, we got to bring it back. To Gallery Furniture. It's 2511 Roosevelt Highway in College Park and 1600 Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville. Ask, ask for Donna. Donna. Hashtag ask for Donna. Hashtag ask for the Wolfman at Gallery Furniture. 
I like this one. This is kind of like an, this is kind of like those little minion people. You know? Thank you, Gallery Furniture, for your support of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. Also grateful for pod support from T-Mobile. Brightmore Healthcare, Fayetteville Ford, FayettevilleFordGA.com. And My Second Act is brought to you by Awesome Alpharetta. Play a while, stay a while, find your awesome in Alpharetta. We're excited that the Taste of Alpharetta returns on Thursday, May 12th. Cannot wait. Guests of the Cadillac Check My Second Act podcast. State property is owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management. The brands you know, trust, and uh, like Hilton Marriott West. Let's get right to the Spotify Hypes on Playlist. What do you have? I am adding uh, Matt Kearney. You, you know him? Uh, I know the name. Yeah. So he, um, I think he was born in like Colorado or something, but he lives in Nashville. And he's kind of like a cross between, let's see, kind of like a cross between John Mayer and maybe like a Thomas Rhett. Is he a Christian singer? No, everybody thinks that about him, but like the song I'm adding, everyone thinks is a Christian song, but it's really not. You know, it's kind of like, like the whole creed from like when we talk about them from like, you know, the 90s or the 2000s where, I mean, if they just said something about like the wind blowing, people are like, oh, that's a Christian band, you know? But the song I'm adding is um, The Air I Breathe. Sounds a little Christian to me. It is a little Christian-y, but it's it's basically a love song, and um, I love him. He he actually um, performed at uh, Bobby Bones' wedding, Radio Disc Jockey Bobby Bones. Really? Yes. Okay. He's a big fan of his. So um, I I like him a lot, and so I'm adding that. Any other songs that are, are mainstream that people might be familiar with? I mean, with people or? would know them, but you probably would. I mean, okay. you wouldn't know them, right. like if okay. I said just the names of them. But he's, he's a great artist. If you're ever looking for somebody who's just kind of like... And he's not vanilla. You know how some artists that like seeing that type of music are just like bleh, bland. That's not him. He's really good. How about you? I'm going to add a song that was released this week back in 1996. And this artist released this song between a hit called Big Old Truck and A Woman's Touch to this day, remains one of my favorite songs from this particular artist. It's, it's a song I think that, I bet he doesn't even do it at a concert anymore. It probably hadn't in a while. But if, if, if this artist said to me, Cadillac like Jack, what do you want to hear tonight? I would say, I want to hear, does that blue moon ever shine on you? And, ah. he, and he'd be like, what? I'd say, yeah. And then if he polled the other 300 people in the audience, I don't know that three of them would say, I want to hear, does that blue moon ever shine on you? But it's one of those songs that, for whatever reason, I've just always like more than most songs in his catalog. Does that blue moon ever shine on you from Toby Keith? It's a very sad song. Released in 96. I'd been in Atlanta for two years at this point. I bet we danced to this one a time or two. Well, I know who I did dance to. Who? You know, 96 was a weird year for me. I'd been here for two years. I didn't really know anybody. I was, gosh, just turned 21, I guess. Because when I got here, I was 19. I didn't know anybody all that well. 
But for some reason, that song's always stuck with me. I don't know why. Well, who'd you dance with? Well, I just don't know why. I don't remember. Well, who did you dance to? I don't remember her name. Okay. Dallas. Not 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 that one, the other one. Oh, yeah. You remember her? Mm-hmm. Okay. I do. All right, she's very nice. Very. Does she still do radio? No, she doesn't. She's married to an Italian soccer star. Really? Yeah, lives in Nashville, but doesn't I do radio. I love that. Yeah. You know, the, what, what I always appreciated about her is, number one, she was just very kind. And she was beautiful, uh, inside and out. Just a very kind person. Um, Dallas, there were two of them in Atlanta, which was always confusing to people. And it was kind of weird. Why one of them didn't change their name. Yeah. I always wondered that. Because one of them dug her feet in and wasn't going to do it. Yeah. Well, she got tired of Atlanta. And she kind of been jerked around by the radio stations a while. You know, I say radio stations because Kicks and Y106 are owned by the same company during this particular tier, you know, during this period. And they kept promising her a full-time gig. And they, you know, she would work part-time and she was so good on the air and so good with people. Like she commanded a crowd. I remember we, we, we would do the fairs at the same time. You know, it was fair season. It's huge for country stations. And we'd both be there, uh, you know, 10 days in a row. And she just was always so kind with listeners. And let me be clear. I'm not talking about the Dallas that's currently on the air. I'm talking about the other Dallas. I remember her telling me one night, we're at her apartment, because we both did 7 at midnight. It's funny how everything goes, you know, some things come full circle. Cal Cross, who is the morning guy at the station I'm at now, the Bear 92.5, uh, Cal and I used to work together at, at Kicks and Y106 back in the day, you know, 20 years ago. And so Dallas, the good Dallas, and, and Cal and I were very, very good friends. And I remember one night we were hanging out there at her apartment in, in, like in the Cumberland area. And she said to us both, I'm leaving. And Cal and I are like, what do you mean you're leaving? She said, I'm, I'm moving to Nashville. I said, do you have a gig? Where are you, where are you going to work at? SIX? You know, what is it? SM? Where are you going? You want to work at your, at your house at the station? She's like, no, I have no job. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going on a whim. That's awesome. I've always wanted to live in Nashville, so I'm going to give it a shot. And she did. That's awesome. And, and wound up getting a full-time gig at SIX within two, three weeks of being there because she was just so talented. You know, a lot of times, too, I don't know, if this is maybe just in radio. Like, if I were to get up today and I were to move to, I don't know. Portland, Oregon. Uh, chances are, once you get there, you can find your job. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of times the companies don't want to deal with getting you there. They want to pay for the travel. They want to pay for the expense of moving you. You know, but once you get there, they're kind of like, hey, listen, welcome to town. While you're here. You want a gig. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of what she did. And I always, always, uh, I just thought that that was always very, um, it's a ballsy move. You know, especially mm-hmm. back then. Uh, she has beautiful kids and um, been married does for a long time. Does she still go by the same name? Like, she didn't go by Dallas, does she? No, 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 no. Not at all. Yeah, no, okay. no, her run, no, she's Italian. Okay. Yeah. Spanish version of What are they saying? Christmas? Feliz Feliz Can't tell from the beat Not their entire Happy birthday Thank you Happy birthday Happy birthday So at work, he was very clear. He did not want a surprise birthday party. But his colleagues threw one against his wishes. And to Kevin, be mean to him. Kevin sued, I don't know, Kevin sued the place where he was working as a lab technician. Because he said, he told them, he said, I'm going to have a panic attack if you throw me a surprise birthday party. Do not do it. So they had a lunchtime celebration back in August of 2019. Now, we can speak to how long 
it takes cases to get to the court system. No kidding. As you would think, August 2019, my God, it's nearly August 2022. Yeah, it takes a while. But he's a Leo like me. He, it should be all about him. He should want to wear the sombrero. He says he suffered a panic attack, mm-hmm. panic attack after the unwanted attention. And then he was fired from gravity diagnostics. Because he started reading all the labs wrong? No, they said that he was, uh, hang on, because I'm going to get this right. The company accused him of stealing his co-worker's joy. What? Managers started giving him a hard time for his response to the birthday celebrations. They actually accused him of stealing his co-worker's joy. Okay, this whole thing is ridiculous. He got fired for stealing his co-worker's joy? Filed a compensation suit against the company. He did. He did. And won this week from a jury $450,000 pre-tax. How do you, you can't steal joy. That's not like taking a, that's not like taking folders, <laughs> file folders and pencils and sticky notes. Getting your, getting your, your, like your, your, you have, not that I've said. Huh? I mean, I haven't done that, but like, yeah. I've always tried to throw you, like I've said. I don't like them. Oh my gosh. I don't like them. Well, you're going to get one at some point. I don't want one. Yep, you're getting I don't it. want one. You're getting I'll it. I'll sue you. No, you won't. I will. No, you don't. You're not, we, we're not suing anybody else anymore. You're not suing me. I'm not suing you. But here's the thing, like. You have always, like, I've been like, I'm going to do a really sweet surprise party for you. No. Okay. I don't want one. That's why I'm going to do it. That's why you're going to do it. Because I don't want it. No, I'm just thinking you do want it. You just I don't, don't no, want no, it. No, 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 no. What do you not understand? I don't want it. I don't want it. I knew one time, I tell you, I never told you this. I knew one time I was being thrown at a surprise birthday party. By me? Nope. I found out. I found out. This was early 20s. It's maybe my 21st, as a matter of fact. I think it was. Who was throwing it for? Doesn't me? matter. Up on Lake Lanier. No, it was Lake Alatoona, actually. Lake Alatoona. Who was throwing Sandy? Doesn't matter. They had a... Um, Matt Holmes. No, stop. They had, there was a pick picking. It was going to be a party. I found out I didn't go. Why are you so cagey about who's doing what for you? Like, who was throwing the party for you? Well, it doesn't matter. That's not, that's, I don't even remember. So, so how did you find out? Somebody told me. Who told you? A friend who had been invited that knew what was going on. Because they knew I didn't like surprise birthday, but I didn't like surprise things like that. I don't like stuff like that. I don't want the attention on me. Oh my god. Oh, oh god. I don't. Okay. It makes me uncomfortable. Oh my oh my god. This is making me uncomfortable. And so I did not go. It makes you uncomfortable. I did not go to my own surprise birthday party because I found out about it. And so where do they think you were? Were they like who my was the person who was delivered? This is a time when oh, cell phones weren't prevalent. Boy, boy, you know? Boy. Now you can't yeah, you, know, you you can't go missing now. Although Oswald Cutler did. Uh, without a cell phone, but but these days that's kind of tacky. Like if they that that was a lot of like effort and time and money put in. Were they mad at you? Very. Are y'all still friends? No. What? Mm. No, I'm, going, I'm going to dig through this. Hadn't spoken since. All right. Next episode, you're going to okay, have. A, why do you um, always like when it has like we're not done with this conversation? We are though. No, the listeners like me have raised their hands and they have questions. Well, the dogs are barking. We got to go. Who cares? Oh, they have questions. What, one question. My dogs go. are barking. One question. Go. No, not one question. What? Why do you not want the attention on you? I just don't like it. We've talked about this. It's kind of like a Christmas. I, I don't open my presents in front of people. Now, that is true. See? But I've never known you to not want attention on yourself. I don't like attention on myself. These dogs, we still got to get the dogs. I don't know. Do, do kids live here? Do we have kids that live but here that can inside. help out every now and then? They're inside. They brought okay. them inside. All right. Okay. All right. Next episode, you're going to have another verse or the completed course. Well, have you said what has to be in there? We're done with that. It's up to you now. Oh, you didn't know okay. that? I yeah, we only everything. asked for the city, which is Tallapoosa. Yeah. The drink, which is the Bushwhacker. It was a party well, anthem with Cooter Brown in the title. It's yeah. on you now. I know. I was going to work on it and sort of cement it more, but after last episode, I'm just so mortified. What, the way the the, 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 the performance? No. Oh, just, I would be of that, yeah. 
just the like the words and I was like, Ooh. yeah, it's a part of history now. Do you think someone's broken into our house? Probably so. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of the dogs act like this. Okay. Someone's going to calm or soothe them. Okay, go check that out. Audio for this episode from Republic Records, Universal Music Group, Nashville, KSTU, Fox 13, Salt Lake City. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. The letter is our e-newsletter. It's a component to this podcast, a four-minute read, fun read, delivered to your inbox for free every Saturday morning at 9.10. To subscribe, text left on red. Red is the color, R-E-D. Left on red, no spaces to the number 22828. Left on red, 22828. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell in Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Bye.